Hello foodies and welcome back to Food in Review. We are your tri-weekly dose of FIFA Ultimate Team news. And as part of foodcoaching.com, we'll give you gameplay advice, like tactics and instructions. And of course, we'll talk about the daily released content. My name is John, also known as Food Coaching, and today is June 21st. And it is not only a very good win from the Netherlands, but it's also our 156th episode of the season. And we are nearing the 300th episode of our show. We are at 290 as of today. And of course, the show wouldn't be complete without my dear friend, the head coach of food coaching, it is none other than Mr. Aaron Glue or the Angel of the North. Angel of the North is way better. I'm thinking about changing my name to that. Like period, like period, just not yeah, anymore, yeah. and just Angel of the North. I think I quite like that. I walk into work and people go, "Yo, Angel." That's pretty. It's got a, it's got a ring to it. It's unique. So, That's yeah. one way of putting it, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't put an angel of the north, though. Like That would be <laughs> sort of weird. <laughs> Thanks for having me back on the show. Pleasure to be here. That's good to have you back on. Um, and as many people will hear it now, you can also hear that my allergies have settled down and I can actually breathe before I say something, which will make yeah. this podcast probably a bit easier to listen to. And I'm so sorry about Friday, but hey, that's life. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm good. Uh, I'm having a better day on the hay fever front today, although the weekend was torture. Um, so I apologize to everybody who is uh, listening if I sniff throughout this and anybody who's received any videos from me in the past week where I li- I've listened to them back and I'm like, all I can hear is me sniffing. So apologies to anybody. Hopefully it doesn't take away from the feedback and analysis. But yeah, it's all right. Though. Good, I, I had I'm to take good. deep breaths before I started talking last week on the podcast Friday. I was like, I really want to get this discussion going and take a breath. Next sentence. <laughs> now nah, I wasn't furring. But it's good to hear it's all going well and it's good to have you back on board. But you are not alone and I am not alone either, of course. We are joined by, oh, <laughs> the, the master of FIFA debates, I would almost say. But let's call him our own little Berbatov for right now. It is none other than Nishon. Hey John, hey Aaron, thanks for having me back on. Um, it's been a pleasure and a half uh, coming back on after the weekend. Was listening to you guys sniff all the way to Sunday on Friday. It was a fantastic pod though. Yeah, let's keep sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Doing? Well, I'm certainly sniffing the good content. No, very good, very good. Relaxed, had a break. Uh, gleefully forgot to register for weekend league which was fantastic surprise usually it's such an autopilot now that uh, you know you hit the 2000 you 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 know it's just on autopilot you, you're always playing weekend league but for some reason i woke up on saturday saying oh god let me get a few games in try out my new red Lewandowski, which i packed um you know from the rewards and hey ho didn't register, so felt really happy. Watched some cricket, watched some Euros. So here I am, really refreshed and ready to talk about content. Oh, that's good because we did have some content to talk about yesterday and, of course, today. So we'll just deep dive in because I think Aaron do wants to talk about um, weekend now, not maybe weekend league performance, but at least outperformance of FIFA player. Then you say, Yes, sounds that's good. All right. Let's now take yes, it away, Let's Let's do it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, going from back to front, right? So let's talk to Sunday very quickly. We had two SBCs drop, Icons, Maradona and uh, Henri. Um, 
one affordable, one not one probably the most expensive SPC we've seen to date dropped on FIFA. Um, all else equal. So yeah, it was great cards. Uh, both fantastic players in their own rights. Uh, uh, you know, gods to many, men to others. Um, just wondering what you guys thought about the cards before I g- chomp in and say they're well. I'd probably do them if I had if I had cards in my club, which I don't. So maybe Aaron, you want to go first? What do you think of uh, Henri coming out at this stage of the game? Well, I've already got Henri. I packed him in the last swap. So uh, and I'm a big fan of him actually from using him. I was not sure initially. Uh, his agility. Um, put me off I think just getting used to nimble players that you can manipulate around the box but I think he is amazing uh, with an engine on um, I think he's got it all um, pace agility finishing strength uh, he's absolutely brilliant um, I'm so glad I've got him in the team I wouldn't put him in the same category as Cantona I don't think that would be fair um, to Cantona really but in terms of uh, similarities, I do sense that there are similarities in terms of having like a real powerhouse up front. Um, I now thoroughly enjoy it. So uh, I got lucky though; I got him free. So uh, you know, I guess if I don't know, I don't know if you'd want to invest it. I mean, I'm a fan though, right? So uh, yeah, he's a good card. Yeah, I mean, I remember the days, uh, John. I'm not sure if you recall a few years ago when. Uh... When Andre had just come out and icons had been made available on on PS uh, back then, I remember this craze watching all content creators running William and Andre in the midfield, the '93 Prime Andre back in the day in midfield. So those are my memories. But John, I suspect this is not your cup of tea. You have your team of the year CR7, which uh, listeners, I am. Uh, it's a clause in my contract. I have to mention it every time I'm on. So John, what's your take on it? Uh. I think it's all right. I mean, probably a fun player to use, right? Um, it's not a player I would go out of my way of getting, if I'm quite honest. Um, never actually got along with any of the Henry cards. Um, did not try it this year because I never got along with previous cards. Um, I did see him kick in a wonderful free kick at the Euros training. Um, don't know if you guys saw Just, that. Can I, can I just jump in there, right? couple of things about that Left right one a keeper <laughs> matt, matt sells right used to play for newcastle i saw him live and he's useless and he doesn't even dive for the ball he's also up against a uh well it's not even a real wall and it wasn't well positioned either i mean he's a pro right i'm fairly certain i could have done that but you're left foot i'm left footed yeah but he Henri is right and he's shot him with left right i'm both footed <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it was, a, it was a good free kick, and in his heyday, I mean, Henri Henri was one of my favourite players to watch in the Premier League era. You know, I know I should say Alan Shearer was, um, but actually, Henri and Burkamp as a strike force in their prime were just something else. Um, so no, yeah. so I respect this player I'm, I'm, in real life, but in FIFA, never got along with him. Won't go out of my way to get him. Wouldn't be able to afford him for that matter. But also, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. Like, and it sounds yeah, think, it sounds cliche, but I, I think my forwards are like, you know what? My forwards are all fine, right? I really don't need new forwards. That won't change. There are some forwards which would be awesome to give a try. Uh, the other one is one of the other SBCs that came out. Um, but Henry isn't one of them, if I'm honest. 
Yeah, I think we can all agree that Henri and FIFA is, uh, you know, the polar opposite of what he was in real life, at least. Um, from what I can remember growing up watching him, part of the Invincibles era, um, you know. Um, so, yeah, clearly I think FIFA got something wrong. Um, haven't gotten him right in the game for the longest of times. And to be fair, Aaron, you compared him to Cantona, or you said, you you know, Cantona is, you can't compare the two because Cantona is, is slightly more usable uh, or much more usable compared to Henri. And I think... That was my biggest fear with Cantona when I first when I first learned that he was going to be he was going to be face of the game, uh, the icon face of the game this year around. I feared that given his build and his you know body type and game, he'll probably be Henri 2.0. But yeah, uh, if you've done Cantona, um, you probably don't want to do him. He's a mill on the market, so and the SBC is about 920 950k. So probably if you have that kind of coin, then just get him off the market, try him out, and then, you know, make a decision for yourself, I would say. Uh, but to be honest, the other ISBC that came out actually really, really caught my eye. One, because it's a 98-rated Maradona, and correct me if I'm wrong, other than Cantona and potentially Carlos Alberto, I cannot think of any high-tier icons that have really come out that, that instantly improve your squad at this stage of the game. So I felt that, Maradona was really appropriately released. I I wish he came out, of course, like everybody else, about eight weeks ago. But, you know, for those who are really holding up Forder, this is not a bad card to have as a, you know, as an endgame squad member uh, playing playing in your 11. I think a fantastic card, um, in all honesty. I, I haven't had a chance to try out his 98 variant. Of course, everybody has had a chance to try out his 97. And his 97 plays well above his stats, so I'm sure this 98 would be proper broken. Uh, any thoughts, Aaron, John, on, on Maradona? Um, a massive Maradona fan. Um, uh, I haven't used any of his cards in his FIFA. I've come up against them quite a lot. They kill me every time. Speed, agility, he's just got it all. I do not have the coins or the players in the club to do it. Um, <laughs> so um, I'll be passing, sadly, um, but I would do anything to have him in my club just not spend money on FIFA points to get it I um, I think Maradona is one of these cards which is like really cool uh, I think um, it fits like how this gear plays very well too right I always like the small players um, I think Maradona is perfect it's just like I look at the price of the SBCs, like 18 or 19, how many? 18. 18. SBC segments, I think. Yeah, so it's Icon Moments 3.3 million now. Um, mm-hmm. Not quite sure how much his SBC is, if I'm honest. 2.7 yesterday. I'm sure it's slightly up given the content released today, but yeah, so around about, about the 2.7 mil range. Yeah, so he is at least cheaper, so that's good. It's still so much. So for me, it's uh, no way I can actually do it. Uh, so I'll leave it be. But I think, yeah, it is a good chance to get it. Yeah, ninety days is good though. But man, three eighty nine, three eighty eight, three eighty sevens. Ooh, that's heavy going. Yeah, you know. Yeah, at this stage of the cycle, it's kind of hard, uh, especially if they maybe come out of this with a tots or let's say the beginning of tots, then every week, uh, you know, an average goal two player is able to at least finish one, maybe two of the squads, depending on their luck. 
but at this stage it's you know there are three people on the call and our clubs are pretty much dead and we grind fifa maybe not so much john because i know you're actually you know john and aaron now you're busy with coaching but generally we do play a lot of fifa and that just means that if we can't finish it then clearly a lot of the other casual players who may just want a maradona unless they've been saving all throughout tots it's going to be a very difficult um sbc to complete and clearly i mean if i i i just had a quick check through my club so if i submit all my cards and just keep you know the uh, my bench and the 10 players that i want to keep i still have to put in a million coins uh to to finish that sbc and after that i just won't be able to do anything in game i would just have to play with the 11 plus bench with maradona in there but yeah, it's it's a card that I've always wanted. I always like. I can see the 97 card when I come up against it. It is immense. So I can only imagine what the 98 would do. But I'm just hoping uh, my 98 Messi, my 98 Lewandowski um, are able to compensate for not having a for not getting this Maradona. Just you know, yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <clears throat> it's fine. Cool to get you. It's like you said, it's all right, right? I mean, it's 90 days, something you can do it for a long time, so that's good. Um, which I think makes sense, and like, okay, you can grind it, but let's say this takes 90 days to get or free, sort of free, like with grinding. That's FIFA 22, so yeah, exactly. Meh. Too little, too late, in my honest opinion. And it doesn't. Uh, I know some people were saying at least we we're gonna get the Grives uh, card or Gullet or Ronaldo. There's no way that uh, these cards are actually coming anymore. And if they and are, it doesn't make sense. Even if they do come, they're gonna probably be what 24, 27 segments, unless they really, uh, so you know, they really introduce those icon requirements for each of the squads that may potentially help offset, but. I was just checking. The cheapest icon is a little under 100 I mean, it is about 80, 85K. So uh, you could see a small rise if they start introducing icon requirements, but even that won't cover it. So I think you're probably right, John, which kind of is a good segue into the next best compensator. So they came out with the Prime or Moments player pick today uh, from Argentina, France, or Holland. So the good news is it's a pick. The bad news is it's still 600 uh, K closing now 700 K with the rise in, in, in fodder prices. So yeah, there's, this is, there's one other way you can pack your moments. Maradona listeners is go do this pick and really, really hope that you don't get that Veron Rijkaard and, uh, you know, uh, from France, maybe Perez, uh, with all due respect, these players were fantastic in real life, but of course they don't uh, cut the sauce in, in, in game anymore. So and that's not yeah, that I, one though, I mean, Sorry? Let's talk about that as we see, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the requirements are an 85, 86, 87, 88 rated squad. So it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, really, when I get this done. So I'll I'll probably do it for science, um, or at least that's what I'll tell myself. But I'm not really looking forward to my Veron or Rijkaard that I'll eventually, get a pack with, that I'll eventually pack. But hey-ho, if you don't roll the dice, you're not in it, right? So that's that's really my take. But... I'm not holding out my breath for anything fantastic. It's pricey. It's just very pricey. Too yeah, pricey. for me, it's a, it's a pass for me as well. Um, again, I think if it was like four or six weeks ago, um, when I had players in my club, I would have maybe considered it. 
um, would have been worth the risk at that point. But for me now, and I've got to be honest, like my team that I've got, I was thinking about before I come on, right? I've got a 93 rated team. My lowest rated player in my first 11 is like 88 rated. I'm still playing Akuna left back. I don't need to take him out because he does nothing wrong. I don't actually look at my team now and see where do I need to really upgrade it? I've just brought in Militao, who I have to say I got for a bargain given how high his price has gone and is likely to go if they win their next game. Um, and that's kind of it. I just feel like I'm fairly settled, so I don't now have that passion for keep chasing more more cards. I think that some of this content, I mean, don't get me wrong, the stream of content's been really steady and it's really good. I've reached that point now where I'm pretty settled on my team. Um, but some of these would have been attractive earlier on in the cycle, definitely. Imagine this Maradona had came out like just in the build-up to team of the season where everyone was holding cards um, you know, ahead of that, the, the big promo. Um, I mean, it would have been wild. Um, it's just a bit too late for me. So what do you think, John? Are you doing this? I don't have any ways of doing it. Um, just written just yet. Uh, I, I, I could grind for it, right? But then I'm looking at the cards, like if Maradona hits Zidane, hits Cryfitz, I would be really happy. Um, Gullit, of course, would be the dream. But then we're also already getting in worse territory. Say Marco van Basten comes up. Like, I like the guy, but 190k. Well, could also buy him later on. Uh, say Henri Ketsen. I wouldn't even probably replace any of my strikes with him now. Uh, Bergkamp might be worth considering because I really like Bergkamp, but honestly, wouldn't be an upgrade. Uh, looking at the rest, though, Zanetti, ah, no, probably not. Finistroy, well, that would be a big loss, right? Of course, Vieira can always fit, but then you go into the Cliverts, the Pires, like you said. Um, poo, man, uh, Van der Sar, which is alright, but also, mm, don't care. Uh, Daniel. Uh, Wimby just got Rikelma. I mean, wood, wood. There you go. Um, nah, Trezeguet, man. You can see, you can imagine getting Trezeguet. I wouldn't. So, yeah, these cards aren't just. It's still uh, like the, the the chance of you getting something that you can actually use at this stage of the game is still far too little. Even Crespo, which normally is a very cool card, right? At the start of the year, isn't usable anymore. Uh, Veron uh, would be really bad choice. Rijkaard would be a bad choice. Uh, Petit, which I really liked during this year, not good enough anymore. Makalele can just go into the bin. Uh, I don't see any point of doing this. Like four or five cards that could actually be an improvement for teams. Nah. Now, uh, with you, with you guys, I'll let you know what I what I pick. <laughs> It's that stage of the game, I think conversely, right? So you, I, I fully agree and empathize that I wouldn't recommend anybody do it. But also to flip it around the other end of it, it's June, it's July nearly. So, you know, if you, I've got coin to burn, it's not like I'm, you know, as, as Aaron, you said, my team is pretty stacked. It's 94 rated in game. Um, so it's, yeah, but it's, fine. Do, uh, it's like 600k to do. It's 700k, but you know, at this stage of the game, I don't really care. It's not like I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna be able to pack any of the high-rated green cards, like and and. Oh, you and can preview be... now, so maybe that helps. But so I'll put. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll not... give you this. Like, let's put it like this. You get 600k. Let's put it on the lower side, right? Above yep. 600k, there's Jerry Henry, which you can get. 
There is Cantona, that's two. That's Maradona, that's three. Vieira is four. Zidane is five. Cruyff and Gullet, six and seven. So you got seven players from these possible picks, which can actually be um, worth more than the players you, than the amount of coins you should put in. Use those amount of coins to look at preview packs and buy packs which might be actually trading up. I think you can actually make more money by just previewing packs and just buying those packs if you think there's something good in it. Like this SBC puts up the fuller, rises the fuller, right? Packs are actually worth more now. Um, you can actually see what's coming in. If you pack an 84 or 95, mm, it's actually a pretty good deal. I'd probably spend 600k buying packs over this. Which isn't probably the smartest thing to do, but I think in the end it would actually net you more. <laughs> I think I think the point is, listeners, that you, if John would rather spend 600k coins opening packs, then clearly this is not a viable SPC. So so stay away. And I think now I think that's that's probably a good period in the whole discussion we're having around uh, this particular SBC. I mean very quickly we did get an 85 plus player pick. Um I did this I did it really quickly uh before we got on the pod. Um I packed myself a Chilwell. So that wasn't too bad. I went straight into an SBC probably. That's that's also not too bad, but Alison I don't know if you guys me. did it. Alisson, but because I don't have any folder, I had to put in a 92 Turkish striker in it. So I got a 90 back from a 92, which doesn't make sense either. Did you do it, Aaron? Nope, I haven't. And um, I'm I'm really light on really light on on players at the minute. And now the swaps have come out. I'm thinking I need to keep some just to kind of get me through those. Um, I will do the swaps. I do, you know, I, I like I do. I have that's been good to me this year. Um, so overall, so I can't complain. So no, uh, I haven't. But swaps puts me back into the grind for rivals weekend league um, as well. So that will bring some more cards. So hopefully some some good fodder. You know, I, I feel like I can't be on the podcast without saying my pack luck is terrible. Um, I mean, on the uh, the preview packs. Oh I've, wait, I've no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. You say your pack luck was terrible, right? Can you remind everyone? <laughs> That's currently listening to the podcast, which I can you already packed. I've, I I keep forgetting. I mean, we're making a fuss about me packing CR7, but Aaron, just a quick, who did you pack again? Mr. Uh, Terrible well, Pack Luck? I just, just. Well, I mean, you're obviously talking about Pele, right? And as, uh, but yeah, I mean, but the rest of them has been absolutely appalling. Um, I mean, the effort I've put into Weekend League. How much do you need? Got out of that, man. It's just like it's not even worth it. Come on, John. It, it, I, I'm I'm in Aaron's corner. I mean, honestly, the amount of grind that both of you guys put in. If at the end of the year, all you and Aaron have to show uh, one a team of the year CR seven and the other a ninety five Pele, clearly something's wrong with the reward structure. If that wasn't obvious enough, there is listeners. There's no mystery behind it. But hey ho, come on. Both of your pack luck has been pretty. Uh, down in the dumps uh, with the exceptional, let's say, you know, wow moments. I mean, I, 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 I would rather say I'm, I'm probably the worst of the three uh, in the on the panel here in terms of. No, my Aaron skill. also forgot to mention he packed team of the season for Ram. He just forgot, but. Oh, okay. I mean, that's two cards, right? I mean, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've probably. Pa- I mean, I let me go through my pulls. Just, uh, I mean, I've got better pack luck than probably through a few. Not in terms of value, of course, but if I put combined value, team of the season were on team of the season Messi, team of the season Lewandowski, uh, to name three, which already bring me up. You know, they're they're all two mil plus cards, so that nets me six mil 
already uh, at, and, and at the right times, right? So my dopamine has actually been quite staggered as opposed to one off or in Aaron's case, two off. So, and then there are a few others that I choose not to name and shame, but really my pack luck during team of the season, I've pa- probably packed about 12 to 15 mil of players. Uh, and I'm sure... Oh, uh, word, really? So that's where like, uh, nah, see, I've just been absolutely nowhere near that. Um, at all i'm really all untradeable but they're still players i don't use most of them but they're still on the bench or they've been submitted now gleefully into SBC, sacrificed at the altar of cantona first now more so at carlos alberto who has been fantastic for me but hey ho if i don't use them i'm sacrificing them but yeah i've probably packed uh, i i know i've packed over 10 million rewards untradeable rewards over team of the season which with all due respect, is more than both of you, and you both are better players than I am. So, hey-ho, there's something to be said about that. Now, what well, you're basically that, saying it. here now is that if you are uh, hosting on this show, you get better backlog. And did you know that if you join our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash foot in review, we actually have a tier that not only supports us, but also gives you a chance to be a guest on the show. And if you didn't know, Check it out. It works both ways. And it will up your backlog. So that's a good bridge, I think. Carry on, Nishan. I think that's a great bridge. I've got an even better one because Nishan was talking about um, us being better players. So it's something I was desperate to talk about. And, and I hope this is good timing. I've tried to find a suitable segue into it. But is around what makes a good FIFA player. Is it, A, somebody who can um, exploit the meta mechanics within the game? you know, such as a directional nutmeg or step overs earlier in the cycle or really kind of exploit the the through balls, etc. Or somebody who doesn't do that, but is just a master of all of the basics and is so good at it. They're just so efficient in how they play. Um, and they have a really unique style. Um, which one would you say from your experiences it is? Nishan, take it away first. Yeah, I think I think for me it's better versus clever. If I were to put it differently, I think certainly in terms of skill, and if you could, I mean, I and I certainly call it skill, be it cancelling or actually chaining, whichever way you look at it, um, and, and let's call it abusing the meta. I would call it there's certainly better players, um, no doubt, no two ways about it, because somebody putting in that level of effort to actually learn the end-to-end mechanics of the game, what works and what doesn't work, and uh, and then using it to their advantage, I would say... They deserve to be better players, if that's the right word. Uh, on the other side of it, the, what you said about have your basics strong and then probably have a footballing brain, uh, which isn't to say that the better players don't, if we stick to the definitions for a second. But if somebody, let's say, just relies on keeping strong basics and on footballing IQ, I think they're clever players. And I can see a case for both. I don't mean to sit on the fence. What, who would I prefer to play against? I would probably prefer to play against the better players because when I lose, then I'll have some, somebody to blame and not myself, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. Um, yeah, I, and I, I would rather not play against the clever players because then they have not only beaten me uh, virtually, but they've also beaten me from an IQ perspective. So those players I fear, and those players, I f- when I lose to them, I feel, hmm, fair dues, but I really, really don't like myself right now. But the so-called better players that have really spent time learning the mechanics and, and abuse them, they, they deserve the results, but it's all the results they get. And I can comfort myself, which works for me is to say, oh, well, 
you know, lock Roqueta cancel 400 times, eventually one is going to get away. So shrug of shoulders, we move. That's my two cents on it. My two cents would be why choose? Why does it have to be either one of those? Um, well, I'm just yeah, wondering because I'm, if I look at myself, right, um, I think I'm, if I can say so myself, but I'll let you guys to acknowledge that or disapprove from that fact. But I think, if I look at myself, I'm a pretty good like football mind and I know all the basics in FIFA, right? All the mechanics, all the runs, the, runs, the buttons to press, when to do what, etc. That gives me a net advantage whenever I start a new game that I can get to Div 1 really fast uh, and probably win some drafts and stuff. Let's go from there. So the basics are pretty good. But the fact that, and then I'll try to find out what's actually very good in this game or what can be abused makes me able to perform even better because of the first thing is already in place. I don't think the second one will net you good results steadily. I think the mechanics are the, are the best way to improve. That's why we train the foot coaching first on the basics, right? Um, but I definitely think if you can add that with abusing it, it's still a game, right? It is still something mechanical. So why not add that to your game and see if you can therefore become a better general player in this game? Yeah, I think absolutely. That's that's spot on, right? So you would have best of the both. You if if you can have best of both worlds, that's great. And I think John, you're probably one of the few who can who can be attributed to that. But I think Aaron, your point I still understand is because you know sometimes we lie on the spectrum, and most of the players that I come across are are, are lying on that spectrum. Uh, not to say that I've not faced somebody with equal, but I think in the hypothetical that you set up or in that situation you set up, Aaron, I would I think. I would still prefer to play the better players. Um, it's more for me; it's a psychological thing uh, rather than, let's say, anything else. Uh, if that makes any sense, and a better player to me, or just say, let what makes a better player at the end of the day is it somebody who abuses mechanics, or is it somebody that does the falling IQ to 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 join on late John's point? I think in the longer term, of course, footballing IQ should prevail over, uh, you know, skill mechanics, um, you know, mechanics abuse, because this game is only a year long and each year something new pops up. So to have a sustainable uh, level of skill, you're better off having that footballing IQ and sound basics. But uh, Aaron, I think it's probably for you to reflect now on what John and I have said. What's your two cents on this? Yeah, I think you've made some, both made some interesting points. Um, I think Nishant, your point uh, I can relate to, which is if there is a mechanic abuser, um, or that's what I call them, um, it, and I lose them, I'm like instantly like, yeah, but you, you're just a sweaty player. So, you know, that that make, instantly makes me feel a bit better. Um, but then I think over the course of the cycle, I, I've learned to know how to beat those players really comfortably, spot their behaviours um, really early on, um, adapt quickly, um, and then I can snuff them out really early on. Um, I think... I think this. I'm, I'm plucking numbers out of the air, right? But this is based on the players I come up against. Ninety percent of the players I come up against are those who find a quick and easy way to play the game in a way where they can get quick and easy results. And I look sometimes and think, why are you playing a game where you only have the ball for thirty percent of the game? Like, how can that actually be fun? But they get the wins in the end, and it kind of works. But it's certainly not sustainable. And I think. When you know how to play the mechanics, like, you know, foot coaching will teach you how to do that. Playing those opponents become really easy. 
Um, and, and you can demoralize and beat them, get early, early rage quits and stuff in games. Um, but I do, I, there's something about them. I admire the fact that they, they've kind of done the research, they've looked at it and they've built their, their game is one dimensional and that that's all that they do, but they do do it really well to the point that it can cause you to concede two, three, sometimes, you know, quick goals and really kind of put you on edge and get you really angry and frustrated. Um, but for me, I think I, I could probably name on both hands or n- number the players I've played against who have genuinely blown me away with their style. No abuse, but they just play a formation or a way that is just absolutely brilliant. And I've just sat back and thought, I'll take that loss because, yeah, and I've actually learned from those games and where I've recorded them, I've gone back and watched them. I haven't watched me, I've watched them. And I just thought, how did you play like that? Why did you play like that? You ne- I don't come up against you very often. I take my hat off to those players and I think, yeah, you're the players that I want to play against the most because they're the ones I learn from the most. I don't learn from losing to somebody who just hits through walls over and over again. And I think that's something I have enjoyed in this cycle of FIFA is learning from my losses and looking at other players' styles and then bringing that into my own game. Um, I think one of the things I've, I've picked up is probably a consistent theme is the level of composure I see in, in really like good players. Um, and, and that's it both in defence and attack. Um, and, and I've kind of, over the course of this year really kind of brought that into my game and it's helped me hugely um so i do admire those who don't abuse the mechanics but i understand why people do it um and to john's point around actually if you can be good at it and bring it into your game and it gives you an edge why not do i use directional nutmeg a lot when i'm attacking yes because it gives me an edge against players who defend deep um and if i you know don't do it for a first half but a second half then do it when they're not really expecting it does it give me an edge yes I'm cool with that. Yeah, I mean, you're only bringing yourself down if you don't, right? Uh, and I think with spamming true balls, for example, I think that's a little bit different in fashion. Say so myself. Yes, it will work, but it will not work constantly. So I don't think that's a mechanic that's actually been that's like too overpowered or something. It's, if you play three at the back and you keep it narrow, it's still very much defendable. And yes, sometimes one will push, will pop up. But in the end, if your mechanics are correct, you'll still beat that one player, right? Who constantly tries that. And I think yeah. that's yeah, yeah. the difference. So if you build from the basics, makes you a better FIFA player overall during different games as well. Uh, and But once you, you're at that level and you think you got it all going, then please, please figure out what's just good and what actually works. And, and just go with it. Go abuse it. Try to learn it. I think it's essential if you want to get those high-end finishing constantly. Uh, in the end, if you only abuse those, you will might you don't, like might hit elite ones or something. But that's about it, right? You won't hit it every week. No no freaking way. And I think as well, some of the um, the, the skills this year that um, EA have brought into the game are clearly there to counter like the defensive players. So I think you do have to use them. It's frustrating when people use them all the time, but... I know now how to defend those situations. So they, I rarely do I concede goals from, you know, um, directional nutmegs or bridge dribbles because I can read it. It's going to happen and adjust slightly to defend it, to, to defend it better. Um, but I think, you know, they're there for a purpose and they should, they're there to be used. And I actually quite have enjoyed the addition of some of these this year as well. Um, so I, I think for me though, it's, it, it's, 
um, like some of them where they're just the animation is clearly just very overpowered and they have to go back and fix them. I think that's fair. And actually, I don't have a problem with that happening either. Um, I think it's good that the game recognizes that and they do adjust it, you know, during the cycle of the game. Um, so I look forward to seeing what comes in next year. I hope they don't make too many changes. The cancelling, right? I've been trying to do the La Croquetta cancel this week. It's been the one thing I thought, because I was listening to a, um, an interview with, um, I think it's Ivan Ilson, who was the, the FIFA player who just came up and just skill cancelled some of the pro players to death. Um, he was amazing. And he was talking about it. And I thought, right, I'm going to go away and practice that. I have to say, I don't know how they do it. The speed at which they can move on across the controls is unbelievable because I can't do it. I don't know what's happening. Maybe it's just because I'm too old to do it, but fair play. And I think if you can do it well, then why not just keep it in? Yeah, I think it's more than later on you're going to think, is this something that should be in a football game or not? I think that's actually the um, the big the big trouble. But Yeah, yeah. And, yeah and, but and this probably, is an arcade game. I mean, this is an arcade game, John. I, I get it. This is supposed to be a football simulator, and I wish there were better simulators out there or at least a variety that we could pick and choose from, but this was the best we got. And at the end of the day, this is a video game. It's not a proper football sim, and I think we, as as somebody who are so passionate about FIFA or just so passionate about football, it's not FIFA, it's football, uh, at the end of the day, then then I think we, we expect too much. It's not a football simulator. Otherwise you would probably be playing 90-minute games, and that's not the intention. I just wanted to put it out there. This is FIFA. Sometimes you do what you get to, you, what you get out of it. You want to do it for fun, you play it for fun. You want to play it for for rewards, you play it for rewards. It's, it's really... I think our listeners should make of it what they want to as opposed to being told that this is what they need to make out of it. And I think, for me, what brings me fun and joy at this stage of the cycle is not so much finishing Gold 1 or Elite 3, which... Which is which would of course be great, but for me it's about trying my favorite players, and and I go through these different cycles, sub cycles, if you will, within the game, and I'm completely comfortable with that. But at no stage do I expect my opposition to play a certain way because I deem it the right way. Everybody, it's their game; they've paid for it. They can play it any way they want. Is how I see it. So everybody, each to their own. Uh, but I certainly enjoy my brand of football, and of course, in a small arcadey halves. I get worked up, but that's part of the that's part of the competitive edge, right? This brings out in you because you always want to be better than the other. It's one on one, but really, it's one of eleven word, you know, pixels on the screen that you're controlling at any given point in time. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just wanted to put it out there that <laughs> yeah, each to their own. I know exactly where you're going because you were going to say it's time for a word from our sponsor. So we'll be right back after this little break. This show has been brought to you by ClipDraw. ClipDraw is the perfect tool for getting started in the world of video analysis and video illustration. Add illustrations, transitions, and animations to your FIFA videos to highlight the action in an effective visual manner. It comes in three versions, basics, animate, and motion. At Foot Coaching, we've been using this software in combination with our tools from Codem to help players of all levels to perform at their best. Now you can use the power of video analysis too, at a very nice starting point with ClipDraw. And the best thing, Team Foot Coaching will get you going with the software. Start watching back your own matches and enable the power of visual feedback by highlighting key elements in motion, just like seen on your favorite sports broadcast. And besides Foot Coaching, Liverpool, Leeds and Atletico Madrid are some of the clubs that know the power of ClipDraw firsthand. Go to ClipDraw.com 
foodcoaching.com for more info about the different options and reach out to info at foodcoaching.com. That's info at foodcoaching.com to get you set up with a free 30-day trial. And that was a awesome break. Was it as awesome for you guys as it was for me? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah I went for a run and back, so that's really good. Yeah, I, I, I won't dive on what I did, but it was very... Uh, um, okay, hey guys, um, I want to talk value though, um, because yesterday, yeah, and we didn't talk about it before the break, but yesterday we had a um, a player pick as we seen, Sean. And um, without Ingvi being on the show, you are sort of my right hand in the content uh, section. Um, yeah, it was an 82 plus player pick. I mean, I didn't speak to it because it's so offensive. I thought we were better than that, our pod, right? But hey ho. Yeah. Uh, it was an 80, 80, 82 plus player pick, 81 rated scored with 70 chemistry. Um, somebody has been smoking something and I don't know what, but I you take it away, John. I, I found that really offensive, to be perfectly fair. Yeah, so I don't mind the um, the, play, the picks, right? Which are usually cool. Uh, I don't mind actually being 81 rated. Um, but I do mind my SBCs being more difficult to solve than a Sudoku three-star puzzle on my Sunday night. Like 70 chem with the players I still have left in the club. Um, probably can make the 81 rated club, but no way I can actually <laughs> make the 70 chemistry. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I think it was a bit silly. I still... I find it a bit offensive. That was combined with the Maradona FC where I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is good for my Sunday. <laughs> um, Aaron, did you look at it? What, do you share my opinion or have other opinion? About I, that I 100% agree with you. I did look at it because I quite like the player picks and they've paid out quite decently. They they help to um, build your club up um, with some players for, for SBCs. Um and then I went. I did the squad builder. You know, you showed that a, a while ago, and I thought, yeah, yeah, I'll quickly grind through this, do some while I've got a spare twenty minutes on my phone. And it was like seventy chem. I was like, what? I was like, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, so I just, I just, I just sacked it off. I was like, well, I'm not doing that. Um, but then, interestingly, I was thinking, right, okay, so if it's seventy chem, surely it's going to have to pay out big, right? Because you're going to have to, you're basically going to have to. Well, I think. A lot of people are going to have to go to the transfer market to try and find players. That's going to drive the price up. So I was hoping it was going to pay big. So I didn't. Yeah. I didn't do it, but I was curious to know if anyone nobody cared. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair play because that's rubbish, especially at this stage in the game. Yeah, I found that one very disturbing. If I do say so, um, but there was another SBC which I do find so cool, and which was in the form of Hans Hatteboer from Atalanta. The best right back we have in the Netherlands, which actually didn't get selected, which is sort of weird. But let's talk about that maybe on a different time. Nishon, what do you think about Hartebuer? Yeah, it remind me, reminded me a lot of uh, Vasquez, actually, to be fair. I, I I really like the card. I like the club. Uh, Serie A Atlanta are playing that hipster football, if you will. And most of their players in the Euro seem to be performing really, really well. I only wish this was a left midfielder. And so, Sorry? He, yeah, Atalanta is one of those clubs that play the three five two or five three two constantly and play very well. Yeah, can, uh, so it's a fantastic card. Um, you know, it's um, it's there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that 
on the market there's vasquez uh, with easier to link especially with the you know the power of the la liga so for me i felt it was too similar um but yeah if this was a left mid <laughs> uh, i would have done it in a heartbeat because i'm actually looking for a, a vasquez clone on the left hand left left side to to comp- to to finish my 352 variant so yeah, I was only lamenting the fact and and thinking, oh, why is it not a left mid? Yeah, it's a fantastic card, really. For those running five, uh, three five two, or attacking five three twos or five two one twos, or even wanting to run this card, maybe not so much in the Vasquez midfield position because I know a lot of uh, folks have been talking about Vasquez in the middle of the pitch. This card's body frame maybe doesn't allow for that. I would like to think just looking at his. Uh, body type and on information here. I can see that he's a high and average plus. I don't know how that'll work in the midfield, but certainly in a 3-5-2 lights out if you have a Serie A squad. There's nothing wrong with this card. It's actually one of those hipster cards that I would really, really like to do, but I just can't justify uh, leaving my Vasquez out of the club because I just love Vasquez so much and he's pretty cheap now, I would like to think. Let yeah, me just quickly check. Vasquez is 160, 164. And yeah, and, and oh, tradable he, as well, right? I can't believe it. I've got Vasquez, right? And I love him. I play him centre midfielder. Uh, and he is comfortably one of my favourite cards uh, this game. Yeah, four-star, four-star for Vasquez. He's, 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 got it, he's got it all because he's great at covering back. He's strong enough. Um, he's good going forward. He's just brilliant. But when he came out, I wanted him so much. I paid 400k for him. So I can't get rid of him because I'll make mm. such a big coin loss on it. <laughs> I but I really, you know, you really I wanted a, I, I knew I was overpaying for him, but I just needed him in my team. And, and he is my, without doubt, my one of my MVPs this year. 100%. And just to contrast and compare it to the other more expensive right side players who can do that job that Vasquez does admire, admirably is probably Goretzka, one that comes to my mind, which is a very expensive player. And I think it's three-star, one of the weak... It's either the weak foot or the skill moves, I'm not sure which. And then the more recent green card of Lorente, which is quite expensive, but it's a right-back version. So for 160k, Vasquez is brilliant. But I know this is more about the Dutch card that came out, John. Where Aaron and I went off on a tangent. So yeah, for that value, you can clearly see it's a unique card in game especially with the stats it has in its defending position for a right mid. Yeah, if you run a Serie A or a Dutch squad, then yeah, just pick it up. It's going to be a fantastic card playing as that right midfielder in a 3-5-2 system. I would even say that it will work really well because of its body type. If you if you want to run it in a 5-back or as a 4-back, if you want to change in-game, especially with a lot of us running the 4-3-1-2 variant, at least one of our attacking formations, then, yeah, it's a very versatile card. But clearly, there are other options out there, but not at this price, um, and certainly quite unique and provides good links as well if you have a Serie A-heavy squad. So, yeah, all in all, yeah, it's it's a good card, but um, a bit bit of a hipster choice, bit of a niche, if you will. Yeah, so I got a Serie A squad, mostly, right? Um. And I do have the Vasquez combination with Benzema if I want to. I haven't used both of them for a while because I used the Cancelo on the right side. Um, I was really considering doing Hatteboer, selling my Cancelo and getting the Licht, playing the Licht Hatteboer de Vrij on that side. Uh, wow. And then some Brot on the other side. Uh, would be cool. I still don't get, I, I said this a couple of times already, why he isn't selected for the Dutch national squad. Because he plays in that system, he plays in very well on that position. So I find that a bit of an oversight. But um, I am seriously considering, I don't know, dro- just getting hard to move and trying. 
because he's so different. And I think if you play him at a right wing back, which I would be doing, right? Uh, he would be, because he's so large, might actually be very much underrated. You know that when people really liked Kleiber this season? Eh, mm-hmm. This one's medium, medium, and really big as well. And could be the next Kleiber and might be very underrated. No, I think it's certainly underrated in the sense that not many, I don't see many people completing this uh, SBC. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic value. I think just in comparison to other high and average body types on the right-hand side, you will correct me, but Carlos Alberto, which I see a lot in the EDVC as well as some of the playoffs now, playing centre-back, of course. I think it, he reminds me a lot of that. I don't know if it's exactly that build in terms of the height and just what uh, Carlos Alberto brings onto the pitch, but um, certainly has all of that going for him And uh, in that sense, especially with the high and average body type with the 6-2 frame, I think. Could certainly be in that mold. I'm not sure about Kleiber. We, you know, uh, Kleiber is pretty outdated now. Um, um, I've still come up against him, but I can easily deal with him now, um, easily more so. Uh, but certainly, I think I, I actually put this card much closer to Carlos Alberto. Of course, not in the same pantheon, if you will, uh, but certainly at 150k under 150k. Yeah, there is nothing. I can't see much wrong with this card, especially as you said, John. In your case. Dutch, that's a win. Serie A, that's a win. So I'm not really sure why we're discussing this. You should probably just complete it and play with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's also, I, 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 I try to keep my team pretty meta, so to speak, right? Um, Are you still rocking Goldson? No, 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 no. I, my current defense looks like uh, Romero, De Vrij, and Ruben Diaz. I think the Romero card is pretty cool. Uh, and was thinking of getting uh, Romero out for the licht, but I don't have much coins, so I was just saving for him. But I'm currently thinking of keeping Romero in and just benching Diaz. I know Diaz probably better. Just getting a defense going with the licht, the Vrij Romero, uh, Zambotta and Hateboer. And then, of course, Hateboer and Zambotta would be off cam, but that's all right. But it, you do have like a lot of big actually pretty fast strong defenders mm. might be cool yeah it's a, it is a good defense i i packed de Vry for my last weekend league very on the record i could i can't get him in my team this is so annoying then i packed delict twice um untradeable which was so annoying um uh, but i so i can't quite get a team i mean if i if i did the hatboer one I could play him at right back uh, could I? Yeah, I probably could squeeze him in. I was thinking about getting the Dumfries uh, team of the season card as well and replacing Mukiele, but but then I've got to make other changes, and then all of a sudden I've changed my whole team, and it goes back to my point. I think I've got quite a settled team. I'm quite happy with. So it is a good looking card, and I do like it. And I'm a big fan of the Dutch cards this year uh, overall. So I'd love to try and find a way to get him in, but it just means you know changing too many players and. I've already made heavy losses through team of the season. Yeah, but um, you know what this means, Aaron? What does it mean? It means the fact that you pack two delicts at DeVry. You do that moments pick. You get that Cruyff, moments Cruyff. In your Everybody's get linking in. up, buddy. <laughs> that's what the EA gods don't, are telling you. Don't tease me with that because that's not fair. Because oh, no. I'm just saying two don't. delicts. One De Vrij. you like Dutch, EA have heard you, John's hosting the pod, he's Dutch, 
Netherlands have just won today. How many more signs do you need, Aaron? Well, also, I've just ordered the uh, the Dutch 1988 European Championship top as well. Oh, oh my God. So the goldfish start, kit is what we like to call it. The, what, the goldfish kit? Yes. Yeah, I love that kit, man. It's no, we so did nice. is what we do. Everyone in the Netherlands loved that as well, except when it came out, everyone hated it. Really? The goldfish kit, yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh, it's class. But now it's like the classic one and everyone just keeps ordering those shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I've ordered that. Um, I mean, my loyalties obviously nationally are a little bit interesting because I, I have English parents, but I was born in Wales. Um, so I'm probably like, you know, 90% supporter of the English, big fan of Wales as well. But I've always had a thing for the Dutch. Dutch. I just loved the way they played football. You know, Burkamp being one of my favorite players of all time. So, yeah, and I'm loving how they're doing in the Euros right now. Yeah, which is might be a little bit out of sync, though, because the opponents weren't that good, <laughs> quite honestly, though. Um, no, that's true. That, that's true. But I still like how they're playing. And Frankie de Jong, oh, my God, what a player. Like, there is no midfielder better than him in the world right now at what he does. I know Kante is good, right? But Frankie de Jong is just different gravy. You know, no one can do what he can do. Um so yeah, uh, I think many people would agree on that, though. Honestly, that oh, Frankie yeah. is playing. Yeah, would. I want, yeah, would. Uh, what do you guys think about and just talk real life football for just a sec? Because I can't escape it now. What do you guys think about Gini Monolmico and um, the PSG? Well, how do you know what? So, my thoughts on Wijnaldum, right? He played for Newcastle. He did pretty well. Um, I wasn't surprised that he left. At Liverpool, is interesting because I think they played him slightly differently. I know he scored big goals, and I can't say I watched a lot of Liverpool games right either. But um, watched him for Holland, where he plays a free role, pretty much, gets him behind. Oh my God, what a player. He yeah. is just sublime. Um, if he goes to PSG and plays like that, which is probably highly unlikely, but if he does, what a player. What a player. Pity. Uh-huh. I would, I would, if I were him, I would probably make the same choice. Uh, you know, it's a good payday. Go retire in Liga, and you'll probably, he'll probably extend his uh, national duty life as well, which is fantastic for Netherlands, just because of the intensity of Liga. With all due respect, um, you know. Um, so yeah, it's a fantastic win-win. I think both for him as and his national team, and as well for him personally. I'm sure PSG would have paid a pretty penny, and. I mean, any player in his right senses, and and I say right, quote-unquote, air quotes, probably wouldn't want to join Barcelona in the current state they are in. Uh, Given, (laughs) Yeah, well, well, I know, I know. That's why I said right, quote-unquote. But hey-ho, each to their own. And Barcelona, I think, still have that legacy pool. So do, I mean, I I shouldn't be, you know, people living in glass houses shouldn't be throwing stones. So, I mean, it's it's pretty much the same state with Manchester United. We're a legacy club. Granted, we're not in such a financially dire situation as perhaps Barcelona, but certainly in terms of, let's say, you know, they've seen more success, at least on the pitch, much more recently than Manchester United have. But hey-ho, um, yeah, I think Genie made the right decision um, going to PSG. Uh, most of all, I think you, John, probably would be the most excited about the fact that he goes there because he then extends his life and also then you get a guaranteed flashback at some point next year. Yeah, or player of the month. <laughs> Fair enough. No, but it's, uh, I think, um, I think that squad, the Dutch squad is cool. 
Um, but I think we have been very lucky with our draw into this pool. Um, and some of the weaknesses are very highlighted, I think, just yet. So let's see how it goes. I hope they do well. But I see I people th- saying I, they, they are like uh, they can actually participate for the title. And I can't see that happening. If I'm I think they'll only. I think the only two teams that I've seen that, or maybe three teams that they might struggle against, would be France, Italy, and Germany, um, uh, and Portugal. Nah, we always you know struggle with Portugal. I know, but I just think Portugal look beatable. I think yes, they've got Ronaldo, Jota, but their defense, and if they play Carvalho and Danilo again, they're not a good. That's not a very um, creative midfield in Germany played very similar to how Holland played. They played three at the back and they played wide wing backs and they just totally took the mick. Um, and I think Holland would do the same. I actually think Holland can step it up. I think De Litt, De Vrij, um, Danny Blint, I mean, he's brilliant. Uh, Daily Blint, sorry, that's his dad. Um, he looks just impeccable. I think under pressure, his defensive vulnerabilities would be exposed a bit. But these great passes, so composed, always in the right position. Maybe I'm just overly enthusiastic for for the Netherlands right now, but I am feeling they could. I could see them semi finalists. I really could. Yeah, for me, Turkey is still the dark horses. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that crash and burned really, really well. Sorry to the sorry to our Turkish listeners. I was really hoping they would do well, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I think maybe a change in coach and tact would, would do them well because they're clearly a very good team filled with fantastic players. Certainly young, young spine, but uh, yeah, unfortunately they couldn't uh, muster much um, in terms of results this time around. Although they played really, they scored some awesome goals uh, yesterday, so there's always a silver lining, but I'm sure they're not they're not thinking about that right now. No, rightfully so, I think. <laughs> I will. Oh, well, guys, I think that's it for today, though. Um, I don't have anything left except to tell you to keep supporting us on all your places where you listen to your podcast. Um, like we say, we don't we don't pay for advertisements or market ourselves that well. We are a podcast that's community-driven, and we need you as a community to help drive us. And you can do that by at least telling someone in your neighborhood, friends or family, to give us a listen. And what really helps is no matter the platform you are listening on, to give us a five-star or three-star, no matter, depends on the platform, but at least gives us a review, a thumbs-up, a share, or everything like that, because that will really help the uh, search engine optimizations and the recommended section of the podcast uh, being pushed. Um, so we would really appreciate that. And if you want to support the show, get some really cool benefits, of course, as well, then go to our Patreon, which I already mentioned, but it's patreon.com forward slash foot in review. That's F-U-T in review. And if you want to be coached or helped or attend to one of our summer schools, then go to footcoaching.com and add in your info and we'll get back to you there. But that's all for me. I want to ask Nishant where people can find you. Yeah, you can get me on this Discord server at faulty underscore 1NE. That's a good one. And Aaron, where can people find you? I would encourage everybody um, to check out Foot Coaching. Uh, dot com. Come check us out on Twitter. 
um, check out the website, um, start booking your coaching sessions um, and really put that investment into learning the mechanics of the game now. FIFA 22 won't be far away and start ahead of the curve. Um, we can help you mechanics, mentality, tactically set you up for success. So please come check us out. Awesome. Um, this Wednesday, it will be Dan or Wimby uh, hosting this show. And Friday, I'll be back and try to get my dear friend Ingvi back on the show. But for now, all that's left is to wish you a very good night. Enjoy the Euros for what it is. And of course, uh, the Copa. And we'll see you later. But for now, I'm going to drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Eh? You. You. F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F